and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where we read all the chapters on Visit Shonen Jump website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Sailor V Volume 2, the final volume of Sailor V. Yeah. Now all you only have like 50 volumes of Sailor Moon left to go. Yeah. Before that, though, we have Shonen Jump this week, of course, like always. Very few Valentine's Day chapters. There was one, at least, that I remember. Yeah. If I don't remember anything, it's because I've been working eight of the last eight days for 10-hour days, and I'm almost at the end of it, but I feel like I'm going to fall over and die, so yep. Kevin's going to take the lead on this one, I think. We'll try. <laughs> I did like that Sailor V actually included yeah, the Valentine's Day. Yeah, it started Day, but, yeah. with the Valentine's Day chapter. I was like, ah, oh, perfect. Valentine's Day was yesterday when we released this, but yep. when I read it, it was good timing. Yeah. All right. So first off, we have Demon Slayer Chapter 193, A Difficult Door Begins to Open. What did you think of Demon Slayer this week, Kevin? I really liked Demon Slayer this week. So I really liked some of the sun forms that I don't think we've ever seen before being used were really cool. Some of them were better than others, I think, at least some of the panels describing them. I also really like the fact that Muzan's kind of like, well, this guy's not as good as that guy, and I beat him, so I'll be able to crush him. And then he's like, fights him a little bit longer. He's like, "Why aren't I winning?" Like he's he's clearly slowing down and becoming exhausted. What's happening? And then he's like, "Wait a minute, am I slowing down?" And has the whole thing with he talks to Tamio's cells and finds out that they implanted a poison in him that ages him fifty years every minute. So he's like, "Wait." We've been going on for like, she injected me like three hours ago. I've aged 9,000 years. No wonder I'm slowing down. Yeah. And Tanjiro does all the forms of fire dancing. He's like, okay, I just have to repeat it a little bit faster and just keep going till dawn. Yep. But Nezuku kicks zero people, so zero out of 10. Yeah. She was on the cover. I got so excited. She'll show up. That brings us to Guardian of the Witch number two, Escape. What did you think of Guardian of the Witch, Kevin? I was correct. They're escaping into the wilderness. You were. I still liked this chapter of Guardian of the Witch. I really liked, again, they're kind of tropey, but I really liked some of the themes with the Fafnir and Manafune. No, that's not right. That's a different witch. I did not write her name down this week. Whatever the witch's name is. it's. I think it's M something. I keep wanting to say Manafune, but that doesn't sound right. Yeah, but, Judy Dench. Yes. <laughs> Just some of the some of the themes of like what he's feeling and how they're I'm trying the specifically when they're using the bell to escape and he's like, you know, I have to give it my all kind of thing. I just I like that. I remember it being very exposition heavy up front. Yes. I also found it weird at the end there are wanted posters for for them all. But the witches wanted dead or alive or alive only. The other two are dead or alive, even though they wanted to kill the witch. I'm assuming they want the witch's core. Okay. Because they, they make mention that the fact that she's got one of the powerful seeds of evil. So they probably want her alive to extract it or something like that. Like they're going to kill her themselves. But I guess that makes sense. That That's my idea. That will bring us to My Hero Academia number 260, Life's Work. The doctor has an anti-aging quirk. He also has no name in this chapter. They actually fixed it I because I checked. They actually went back and re-uploaded last week's chapter with the new name. Ah, okay. It's like Kudai G something. Interesting. Yeah. I was reading another article where, so it has had a bit of a fan theory, but the, his original name could be translated like the first one, uh, Marata or whatever it is, Maruta, could be translated as Log. And so... It's kind of this running theme where wood equals corkless. Like Deku is like lump of wood. Yeah. Or can be translated that way. Like Japanese has a bunch of different meanings for that. So by naming people kind of wood related things, he's kind of saying like this guy's corkless. He's useless as a lump of wood. Although we find out this guy has an anti-aging quirk. Yes. Although maybe he planted it in himself. Well, that was his double specifically yeah. that. So... It's unclear whether or not he does have an anti-aging quirk or All for One gave him one or what's going on with that. 
but I really do like his secret Titan A laboratory of look at this giant container of all of the quirks I have duplicated and stored. That I keep in my basement. And by my basement, I mean the basement at work. Yes. My secret lair. And end of her sidekick, who is cute, breaks into his lair. And that's kind of all that happens in this chapter. Yeah. At least that's all the notes I have. Yeah. Well, I, I like it because they capture they capture him in the hospital. And it turns out that was his body double. And he's like, ah, crap. I have to make the really bad, dis- like horrible decision of taking Tomura or trying to save all of the research. And he's like, well, the heroes are here, so unfortunately I need to bail. But right as he's getting ready to, Endeavor's sidekick busts in the room. So I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. Because it looked like he was like, haha, well, I'll get away and fight you another day. Only, maybe not. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about my hero this week? I really liked the action panel of his sidekick kicking in the door or the wall into the secret lair. Like, I just really like that full page spread of, like, her kicking her way through all of the Nomu and then kicking through the door as him being like, huh, well, um, I guess it's time to pack up and leave before the heroes get here. And and then his kind of shocked, oh, no, they're here. <laughs> that brings us to Mashal Magic and Muscles Chapter 3, Mash Van Dead and the Deadly Doll. Uh, I kind of liked this chapter. It's not. It wasn't as bad as some of the other ones. Not nearly. I also really actually like the joke about how the girl's like, you promised to marry me. He's like, no, I didn't. And it was flashback like, to them. And he, she's like, I would only be a burden to you. And he's like, I do not think you would be a burden. But now there are parentheses. And she's like, I would only be an emotional burden, burden to, you. to you. And he is like, I do not think you would be a physical, physical burden. burden. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, don't worry. I'll support you. And she was like, I'd be an emotional burden. He's like, you would not be a physical burden at all. Like, you weigh what? I am very 80 strong. Pounds? Yeah. You weigh what? Like 80 pounds? It'll be fine. Uh, also, we find out that Dumbledore is Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And by that, I mean his name is... I wanted to make Dumbledore jokes about him, but his name is literally Mark Wahlberg, so he's Headmaster Marky Mark now. <laughs> Headmaster Marky Mark, who's uh, just a little bit insane. Yeah, just a little. I mean, he's just, you know, doing some shonen anime teaching. Yeah. I've got this ultimate spell that takes the soul of your loved one, puts it in this doll, and then murders them forever. Why? That's like a super villain spell. <laughs> He's like, also, I'm the only one. I mean, I assume it was a bluff. We don't get any confirmation either way on that. We don't, but we do get the the thing of his grandfather like fainting in the background. Okay, uh, I missed the that. Single- I yeah. do believe that. Yeah. So it's uh, him and the other guy are talking, and his grandfather like faints in the background. And so I was just like, why does Dumbledore Marky Mark? <laughs> <laughs> The greatest sentence of the English language continue. Yes. Have a supervillain spell. It only... I learned this. I'm the only one powerful enough to cast it. Well, I mean, that's good. That spell's terrifying. No, it's like, oh, it's the super painful way of killing you. Like, ah, it kills the person you love most. <laughs> Why? Hey, because even bad guys love their mamas. Yes. I like this one a lot more than previous chapters. It's still not my favorite, but the jokes at least worked. And, like, the... I don't know. The fantasy premise conundrum at the end is at least interesting. I guess I just... I'd Look, I'm still not looking forward to reading it next no. week, but I want to give this chapter It a did go slightly up in my appeal. Slightly. Which will bring us to Act Age Scene 100, Roadshow. What did you think of Act Age this week, Kevin? I liked it. Not as... So I like this is... We're kind of shifting to a Momoshiro story, or like following her arc y- yep. uh, for a little bit. And... This seems interesting. I really liked, like, she's super down on herself, like, yeah, so I've been really good at, like, presenting the face of an angel, but you can't compare a fake flower to a real one, comparing herself to Kay, like, Jesus Christ, she was like, Jesus Christ, did you see Kay's performance? Like, sure, some people might not understand what was going on under there, but I did, and that was terrifying, like, there's no way I can compete with that, even if we end up winning the contest because we make our play better. I like Kay will have beaten me and it would have been the others who failed to deal with her. Yeah. I actually really like the, like just how scared she is of like being herself because of like, yes. she's been presenting this. She's like, you know, I just have to, you know, like bear myself to the world. But like, what if I'm not enough? Like, yes. Kay no. is so deep. I did. I did really like that. 
I got a little bit confused when they so they go to see Zombie Island, yeah, which is apparently doing extremely well. They're like, we had to open up new theaters and like extend the runtime. It's been so popular. And the thing that I got confused about was her old, or I guess current, uh, head of the talent agency. Manager. Oh, yeah, I guess it is her manager. Kind of, like, down-talking it. But then even the director was like, yeah, but it's, like, making bank. Like, the fans are coming out like crazy. And she's like, well, it's a terrible piece of art. And, like, I just got a little bit confused by that. Because then she flips on it and she's like, well, yeah, that thing that, like, ruined the art is what made it good. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I just took it as she's, you know, an unreasonable anime character. Yeah, there's like that is putting Chio into this role and she's like, Yeah, but she broke it, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter that that's the good thing. You broke my actress. Yeah, and that like that's that's what got me. So like it, it didn't like, ah, oh, this chapter was, you know, terrible. It was like I really liked it. I was just like, that's being extremely unreasonable because everyone else was like <laughs> Like, that moment right there, she was like, ah, everything was great until that moment when you, like, Chio showed up, as opposed to the, or, like, the person she was trying to portray. I was like, but that... As opposed to people like uh, Kay's director, who have done nothing but reasonable this entire manga series. True. <laughs> I really like this chapter. No, it was good. Which brings us to the Promised Neverland chapter 166, Going Back Home. What do you think of Promised Neverland, Kevin? I actually, I really liked this chapter too. So I really liked, so they are, they did infiltrate Gracefield. That's the name of the farm. And they had several infiltration teams. So I did like that Emma Ray and Norman weren't the ones specifically saving the kids that we had seen the panel of at the end of the last chapter. Like it was other people saving them. So that's why Emma Ray and Norman didn't look like they were there kind of there it's because they weren't they were yeah. saving some of the other kids who were in front of mother and i just really liked the at, i had the moment at the end when uh it was like ah don't worry we've blocked all the exits they can't escape and then they just lock the vault door <laughs> like, it was yeah. like we're like, taking over you're not trapped in here with, with me we're not, we're, we're not trapped in here with you you're trapped, trapped in here with us yes i i really like that scene in watchmen uh <laughs> it's good and I just, I had that playing in my head of like, you're not trapped in here with me, or I'm not trapped in here with you, you're trapped in here with me. Because they, you know, they were extremely smart about it. They were like, yeah, we they're going to block the exits, of course. Like, we don't care about that. We're taking over the plant from the inside. You're trapped in here with us now. We, ho, 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 we have three machine guns. We brought them. Yes. <laughs> ho, 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 now you don't have any hostages. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. That will bring us to Samurai 8, Chapter 37, Rivals, which doesn't have any skill trees in it. No, but I'm going to call it a character dump. It was kind of <laughs> a lot of like, here's the new cast, huzzah! Here's, we need some new characters. This is Dog Man. He's Dog Man. He was a bad guy. Now he's not a bad guy. He's he also, team up. so unlike Daruma, who was a human and is now a cat, this man was a cat and is now a dog. <laughs> it's like, that's not going to get confusing at all. Yeah. Then we have Goku, who Who's is starting with Ant. Yeah, like, my notes are. I was trying to remember what was happening, so I read my notes, which are dog summoning. Dog man left the bad guys, and Goku and Ant are flirting. Yes, which is, as I think about it, everything that happens in that chapter. Yeah, but it was not great notes to read. Yeah, so it is a pretty good chapter, but I also got kind of confused about. Like, so we have Ada at the end using the technique that, like, permanently injures samurai, collecting a bunch of samurai souls for some purpose. And I thought that was, like... They realized they needed a cliffhanger, because Anne flirting with Goku is not a cliffhanger, no matter how pouty it makes Hachimaru. Yes. So they were like, oh, well, we'll, like, go off over here while Ada's doing something. I was like, oh, okay, but this has been, like, you know, we had the philosophy thing with talking Hachimaru talking with God then we had the introducing the RPG elements where it's like hey here's your skill tree and it almost seemed like an afterthought of like oh wait shit we need plot um <laughs> it's like bad guy. Oh, to me it seemed more like oh shit we need a cliffhanger yeah although I guess they do need a plot or in a direction because it's time for the next story arc yeah so like it, it didn't seem bad but it just kind of seemed tacked on like we hadn't like Ada hasn't been doing anything for the last little bit so it's like oh uh, Ada's collecting samurai souls. Okay. I guess that's a cliffhanger. That's probably bad. 
which brings us to We Never Learned, Chapter 136, The Ethereal Mermaid Sprinkles into the Promised X, Part 5, a chapter for which my notes are even more useless, because <laughs> they are Ghost Dad, and weather is inconvenient. Yes. I remember what Ghost Dad is in reference to, but I cannot remember. What... Oh, I know. I, I remember. Yeah, I was okay. like, I yeah, I it's the cliffhanger. <laughs> it's like, again, I know they are relevant notes. Yes. Uh, They're not doing a good job of reminding me what happened, though, but. Yu-Gi-Oh goes to his dad's grave, and his ghost dad is like, Dude, you're totally into her! (laughs) It's totes obvious! Even to me, and I'm dead! Yeah. So, I liked that, and then... So Yu-Gi-Oh is like, you know what? I am totally into her, but is that the best thing for her? And then we, like, he goes... So he has, like... His dad is essentially like, Hey, you know how every time... You had these moments. How did you feel? That's how, like, what was your first thought? That's how you feel. And so he thought about it. And then he's like, yeah, but, like, what about it's going to ruin her? And then he has all of these moments where he's, you know, thinking about what would be best for her. And then we smash cut to her on graduation day and her parents being like, oh, no, there's, like, a weather thing incoming. and We're going to have to get you an earlier flight in order to make it to the meet. And it's like, well, what about graduation? Like, no time. Yeah. Also, there's a big, long flashback about her, how Araka helped Yuhiya's sister get her groove back by yes. being a romantic rival for her. Yes. Well, and, and there's cute kickboarding in it. There's cute kickboarding, and it's also <laughs> what... So that was the kind of the cliffhanger from last week, uh, yeah. which did have the emotional impact of her striving to be a better swimmer including making his sister want to she was like i don't necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be swimming but like i want to be driven like she is yeah and that will give me a reason to go to school he was like maybe i should start working hard too and like that's what gave him the drive to study harder because he realized he was like ah you know takimoto's a genius in swimming so like there's no way you're going to be able to compete but then they see her and it's like, oh, well, I mean, she stays after, like, she stays after practice all the time, putting in a bunch of extra work, being like, there are, ge- you know, her saying, there are geniuses in swimming. I have to put in all this extra work in order to become good. And he's like, oh, maybe it doesn't come easy for everybody. So if I put in the work, I can also be better at studying. And that, like, that's what gave him the drive to improve his studying. That's good. It'll be over soon and that'll be sad. Yes. Hopefully not too soon, though. Hopefully not too soon. I mean, clearly they've got. I like a little bit more to explore. Clearly, we need an arc for every girl where Ghost Dad shows up and is like, "You're totally <laughs> into her." He's like, <laughs> and then the the last one is he shows up and he's like, "Hmm, nah, nah, this one's not for you." No, I I like the idea of he's like, "Hmm, how to get you the harem ending?" <laughs> it's like, let me look at the strategy guide. We have those in heaven. Ah, shoot. You Way back in chapter 36, you needed to pick up this item. You're screwed, man. Time to reload. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to Hell's Paradise chapter 86, which don't have titles and it always throws me off. Did this chapter seem really weird to you? Like the where it's okay. So that's one of the things that really threw me off is the chapter cuts back in time without really explaining itself. Like, not very long, mind you, but because we ended the last chapter with, the, on, Titan showing with up. the Titans showing up. And then in this chapter, the Titans show up like page eight. Yeah, it's very odd. And like, they've all, not all of them have met back up, but they're kind of regrouped. They're regrouped. They're like getting refreshed after their battles. They're having the like post battle talk. And then that's when the Titans show up. And it's like, okay. Is a very like it seems like that having the Titan show up was like we need to insert a cliffhanger here. Cool. Even a even if they had started out the chapter with you know previously on Hell's Paradise or yeah. like not something like that, but like we did just we also did read Sailor V, which like always starts out with here. Let me remind you the premise of Sailor V. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. But I it really threw me for a loop. I was like, was I missing stuff? Why are because it starts off with. Uh, the one-eyed samurai, the short person, and uh, uh, the two bandit brothers uh, talking, and I was like, "Wait, what? What? what why, why are they talking? Like, we yeah. saw them in the end of the last panel reacting to the Titan showing up, mm-hmm. like in the last chapter." Yeah, it's strange. 
And so it's all of the samurai showing up and being like, yeah, all right, we're here to kill all of you because we're here to execute the criminals and the people defending the criminals. We also, the cliffhanger for this one is, so Gabi Maro, who's the ninja dude, gets jumped by some ninjas who he immediately executes because they're all noob ninjas. <laughs> and there were five of them. So, you yes. know, five ninjas versus one ninja. The one ninja always wins. But then one ninja with a name shows up. So now it's even odds. Yes, but his name is Gabi Maro, which <laughs> was like, wait a minute. That's that guy's name. Yeah. Like the white haired guy's name, yeah. Gabi Maro. So it's like, oh, no, it's Gabi Maro. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It's a strange chapter. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Hell's Paradise? The cliffhanger has me interested, even me though too. the very beginning, uh, and like, it's not like anything in the chapter was bad. No. It just like the flow of it is very bad. strange. Yeah. All right. So that will send us into Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank all the chapters that came out this week from our least favorite up to our favorite. There are 18 this week. So, Kevin, what is sad and lonely at the bottom? The is Gravity it, Boys. Yeah, I was going to say, it's those four sad boys, because I do not understand who this series is for. Is it for girls who like like cute boy series because of these cute aliens? Because I guess I can see that audience, but also I feel like if it is for them, this is a bad sort of that manga. Yeah. I'm not really a good judge of that, I don't think. But I feel like this is a bad that. Yes. Because it seems like it's for people who like pretty boys and also childish toilet humor. Yeah, I don't know that there's a ton of crossover there. No. It yeah. doesn't seem like it. Yeah, It's also obviously there for me. It's it's not good? Yeah. What do you have at 17? I have Mashal at 17. Yeah? Um, like I said, it... I'm still not a fan of it, and I just I still keep seeing the stupid. You know, it's just like, hey, would you like worse Black Clover? Like, it I, definitely it, is that. I can't argue with that. Asta doesn't go to Hogwarts, but like, uh, <laughs> he meets this super powerful dude who he impresses through his like grit and determination, and he's like, hey, come join me. Except in Black Clover, it's Yami telling him, hey, come join the Black Bulls, and in this one, it's uh, Dumbledore Marky Mark being like, hey, come join uh, East Side Hogwarts. <laughs> East Side. Well, it's because it's like East Academy or something, something like, that, like so. that. I have Mitama at 17. I just, it's a Valentine's Day chapter. I just didn't really care for it. Yeah, uh, it's 16 for me for a, a lot of the same reason. It's like, oh, no, Rena seems super depressed about something. And Yo is like, oh, it's the, the spirits. Like one of, you know, even if most of them are good, there must be an evil one in there somewhere. So I've got to go save her. And then I was like, no, it was all a misunderstanding. I've just been trying to learn how to make chocolate for you and i was like that was dumb because like the way you drew her absolutely made it look like she was depressed and not tired like she really was yeah like it, it wasn't like she was drawn from far away or it was like oh clearly this was his misinterpretation it was like no she was absolutely depressed and then you just made her tired <laughs> afterwards i don't know being tired makes me depressed i guess i but, yeah, not great. What did you have at 16? Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Yeah, I there was stuff I liked about Jujutsu Kaisen. There's cool building fight stuff, but... Not a whole lot happens. Yeah. I will give you that. That's um, mo most of, like, this block of uh, my stuff is like, yeah, not a lot happened this week. This yeah, so I was going to say, so after me, so after me and Tom, I have my... Actually, uh, uh, for 15, I have Hell's Paradise. And it was just the, the flow of the chapter really just lost it for me. It was, in, it was like... Is not wasn't that everything anything in there was bad. Just the fact that I had to do the double take, I went back to the last chapter and was like, I remembered the last chapter correctly, right? Yes, yes I did. What is going on here? That just dropped it down a lot for me. See at fifteen I had black clover, because I also feel like nothing happened in black clover. At the end the dude was like, I'm gonna go fight that yammy guy. Yes. And so that's an interesting cliffhanger, which is why it goes above Jujutsu Kaisen for me. But I feel like the rest of the chapter was kinda nothing. No, I have a I have a block of a bunch of similar stuff where I'm like, it's not like anything 
bad happened in this chapter. Because for me, Hell's Paradise, because of the bad flow, yeah, that's fell fair. into that category. So I for, for me, something happened in Hell's Paradise, so I put it higher. Yeah. So for 14, I have Chainsaw Man, and this is part of the block of like... I also have Chainsaw Man there, because nothing happens. Nothing happens. Power <laughs> accidentally kills one of the assassins coming after Denji by yes. a- pure accident. And his power and is like, I'm the greatest. And then one of the other assassins shows up and murders them. And I'm like, so wait, we set up these dudes as being invincible. And they were like, yeah, let's go do it. And then they die immediately. Sure. Why not? Cool. Sure. That's how you do that. For whatever reason, it popped in my head the thing from first class where... Darwin, the guy who can't Dar- die, immediately yeah. dies. Yeah, I was like, so his superpower is literally, I can't die, dies. That's not a good way of, like, explaining the stakes. No, no, it's not. So, that popped in my head. What um, do you have at 13? I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 13. Gotcha. Like, some cool stuff happened in it, but nothing, like, it's all set up for fights, which is cool. Like, it wasn't bad. It was just, like, not a whole lot happened. I have Zipman at 13, and it's definitely not a nothing happened sort of thing. I just found the ending really unsatisfying and weird. Okay. Where, you know, he gets blasted by the huge fireball, but then he just does a super mode out of it. It seemed yes. very go through the motions to me of a cool shonen thing rather than being a cool shonen thing. Yeah. We'll see next week how they yeah. handle super mode, but I can see where you're coming from with that. So I have Black Clover at number 12. For a lot of the reasons that you did, it was like, really, the only thing that happens is we cut to, hey, the one dude is showing up to, I think it was the Waterland where Asta's hanging out. I think so. And then the other guy's like, I'm going to go after Yami. Sure. And that's really it. Oh, I would love know- to watch a chapter, read a chapter where you fight Yami, but I'm not super thrilled about this chapter where you say you're going to go fight Yami. Yes. Also, Yuna's not dead, because of course not. Oh, yeah. Duh. And they captured the captain of the Golden Dawn. Yeah. 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 I'm like, stuff, like some things happened, but nothing really happened. I have Magic and Muscles at 12 because it has Marky Mark Dumbledore. And I genuinely really like that emotional burden versus physical burden joke. Okay. I have Undead and Luck at number 11. And this is another chapter where I feel like not a whole lot happens. Yeah. Definitely. It's definitely just some, like, here's some undead unluck. It's not bad. Yeah. A little bit back on the pervy side with the uh, yeah. unconscious fondling. Did not super care for that. I did put it higher than you, though. So. Yes. It, again, it doesn't bother me as much. It was just kind of like the... So we have the one dude who was like, hey, I'll sponsor you into the tens, talking about, oh, yeah, there was this... We do have the introduction of this weird satellite girl who has a crush on Andy. Yes. So, like... That's why it's towards. The, that's why it's at the top of my block and that's of why stuff that didn't. Yeah, the block of stuff that didn't really happen. So it's like, oh, we have the introduction of like this new character and the introduction of another potential character. Where Andy's like, oh yeah, I've, I've there's this one guy that's probably part of the group, the Unbreakable. He made this Unbreakable katana that I stole. Yeah, <laughs> I did like that. I have my hero at number eleven actually because I don't feel like a lot happened. There's a secret layer, and and the first sidekick found it. Yeah, I just re- like I said, I really like the action panel of Endeavor Sidekick going in. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I would read a chapter about Endeavor Sidekick. <laughs> yes. So I have Mission Yosakura at number ten. It's fairly good, but yeah. nothing super special. It turns out the politician was actually a spy because, like everyone in this series, is, is a sp- actually is a secretly spy. a spy. Yes, or not secretly a spy. <laughs> they, they're either openly, yeah, they're either secretly a spy or explicitly a spy. Yeah, it's like everyone's a spy. Like that. That honestly would have been the best thing ever. Is like you know, towards the end of the series, it just reveal this. Like, so, so wait a minute. Is anyone actually normal? Not that we know of. <laughs> Where are we 10? I have Hell's Paradise at 10. I agree with you about the weird flow, but I really like the cliffhanger. Yeah, and there's some bits in the middle, too. It's very good. It was up. just the, the flow really knocked it down for me. But I do agree. The cliffhanger seems really cool. So I have Samurai 8 at number 9, because it seems kind of character dumpy of like, hey, here's the new cast, and then we need random cliffhanger. <laughs> Ada's killing Samurai. Oh, no. That That's, hey, something really bad happened. Yes. They'll have to go do something about it, maybe. But maybe not to another arc. Who knows? 
I have Undead Unluck at nine. Okay. Because like you said, it's just not much of a chapter, but also we're on chapter four. So I think just like a standard adventure chapter is okay for this stage in the manga. No, that's that's Not my favorite, but. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have Zipman at number eight. I liked it a little bit more than you just because it's like, oh no, his brother's been captured. And I kind of liked that moment. And I do agree the super mode of. I got hit with a fire that was supposed to kill you, but didn't. And then I activated Ultra Instinct. <laughs> now, see, if, as I turned the manga page, that song started playing. <laughs> Instant number one. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see how it goes. It, it's not my worst. I did like the one guy who was like, I have figured out your weakness. Let's begin this one-sided. And then he's being cut in half battle. <laughs> and then it's like, wait, did he lose immediately? Like... We literally don't actually see him get defeated. He just shows up with the wings like, yeah, I won. I have Samurai 8 and number 8, which is always satisfying. Yes. Uh, I don't know that I have much more to say about it. Okay. Yeah. So I have Act Age at number 7. I did really like Act Age this week. And I think I just liked some of the other stuff more. I do really like Chio's vulnerability. And like I said, it did bother me just a little bit that her manager was like, you ruined my perfect idol, but this was the thing that made the movie perfect. But it was like, you literally started off that rant with, this is the thing that ruined the movie. But characters react that way, too, though. I get that. Like, yeah, it, yeah it, I know. It bothered me just a little bit. So I, I still gotcha. liked it, but that was, the, that was like the, the needling thing of like, even if that's the way her character is supposed to be, I don't like being annoyed at characters. Yeah. I have Mission Yosakura family at seven, and the reason I put it higher than you is when the politicians like got... Uh, Tayo at his mercy is like, yeah, do you think like your parents just died randomly now that you're in this world of spies and people controlling stuff and all this? Oh, yeah. Like, I, do you still like him? He's like hinting those seeds. That's like, that was cool, even if it is just a bluff to me. No, that, that actually is, put it quite a bit higher okay. for me. That does make sense. And I had kind of forgotten about that. That is a really cool bit. Especially even if it is just a bluff or if it is true. Yeah, like he's like, yeah, yeah, your wife's like wanted you from the beginning. Like that was all his Yeah, it was like, like you've that's been an interesting idea. Yeah, it's like you've been family friends with a super spy family and you didn't think that your parents weren't involved in some way. Yeah. So I have Guardian of the Witch at number six. It's still a really cool chapter. I really liked a lot of the themes going on with it. I liked that I was right that they were escaping into the wilderness. Um just Overall, pretty good. I am liking this series, so we'll see where it goes. I have Dr. Stone at six, and I'm trying to remember what happens other than Sanku reviving a bunch of people. So it's Sanku reviving a bunch of people, and he's like, we need to do it correctly. Well, um, we have to do it in the correct order, or we'll starve. Or we'll starve. And then they rescue the one warrior chick who was working with Abara. And I really like the moment where they're like, should we even rescue her? And Sanku's like, well, yeah, she was just tricked by Abara. And so I just really like the kind of like all the reunion moments like Ginyu and what's her name? The super strong girl. Yeah, I know what you mean. Kohaku? Yeah. Yes. I really, really like that Senku uh, Kohaku kit or hug too. Yes. And now they're like, no, it's not romantic, but yeah, but they like super trust. Like it's very cute. Yeah. And then I also like the fact that the the one new warrior chick like turns away blushing like oh they're in that kind of relationship and then it's and I everyone's mean, like um no, no that's not how a senku works that yeah that's not how senku works I don't works think at all. it's how a kohaku works either but no. I don't know I also like that they were like wait senku you were married yeah for three like for three minutes <laughs> yeah I did not know that part yeah but it's pretty good hey I just remember the cliffhanger for this uh, chapter yeah. and I assume that's why you put it higher so yes. I guess we'll, we'll save that for when you talk okay. about it that's fine. I have my hero at number five. I just really like I really like that action panel. I really liked the kind of reveal that the doctor has figured out a way to duplicate quirks and just has this giant storehouse of quirks that he can imbue into people. I was like, that's really cool. And I also like how the heroes were like, yeah, we kind of figured that out because like all of the Nomu who have hyper regeneration and there's no way that you found fifty people with, <laughs> with hyper regeneration. Yeah. Like some some duplicate quirks or very similar quirks like make sense. There's, you know, billions of people on this planet, but there's no way that you found like 50 of them. Yeah. I have promised Neverland at five. I did like the barricading themselves in bit at the end, but the rest of it, I thought there were some like action sequences that weren't super clear. Okay. Uh, but I did enjoy the chapter. I have, we never learned at number four It's very good. Very cute. We never learned. I really like the cliffhanger 
Ghost Dad is great. Yes. But I just I liked some of the other stuff just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I have Guardian of the Witch at four. The beginning yeah. is really, really exposition heavy, and that's not great. But the the thing that works about this through the cliches and all is that the characters actually are pretty strong. Yes. So that's why it went so high. Yeah, no, it it's very good. So I have Demon Slayer at number three. Because no Nezuko. Like it's really it's really hurting the chapters, man. She needs to show up. Uh, I want I just want a meme that says like Russian judge has no Nezuko. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like a figure skating competition yeah. or something. That would that would be great. Like people are like holding up tens Sign and then no the, Russian ju- the Russian judge it's just Nezuko with a cross through it. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like, a picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a picture of uh Nezuko with a cross through it, like uh no Nezuko, you get zero points. <laughs> yes. No, that's very good. But like it's still very good chapter i like i said i really liked some of the sun breathing forms a lot better than some of the other ones like i'm not saying that you know they were there were some that were bad but there were some that like just looked better i get we never land at three okay i have the promise neverland at number two i really like the we're gonna take over grace field like they you know it's like there's no way they can escape and they just lock themselves in the vault like we weren't planning to escape in the first place idiots it's like yeah we know that <laughs> we're super geniuses like we're we, smart we, we escaped once it was very hard and you did not have a thousand armed demons around two thousand <laughs> <laughs> you know like i i have a feeling that they're kind of sending they're thinking like our only real opponent in here is grandmother or i you know, mother. I guess like, also, um, what's his name? James Furtari. I know, but like, I, f- I have okay. this, I have this feeling like, like they're that's thinking, the person we have to beat. Yeah, it was like we have to beat mother because she's intelligent. You're not. Yeah. Like you might, you're the head of the Retiri clan, but like we were select, you know, we were weeded out because we're super geniuses. Mother was selected to be mother because she's a super genius. You were, you're James Retiri because you were born that way. And yeah, that's it. I don't know if that's the case, but that's the feeling. Yeah, he I does get. seem pretty smart, to be fair. He he does seem smart, but I mean, they just seem smarter. Yeah, like, that's fair. They're like our really only opponent in here is mother. Like we can outthink our way th- past you. You're not that smart. I have Demon Slayer too, known as a kill. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk about your number one first. So my number one was Doctor Stone. I really liked the reunions with everybody. I really liked the bit where they revive. The enemy with Senko being like, listen, she wasn't really the enemy. Abara just tricked her. Like, she never, she wasn't even openly hostile to us. She was just kind of like doing what Abara said. And then we have the cliffhanger where it's like, oh, yeah, the mainland was trying to call me, but the cell phone batteries died. And we need to revive people so that we can, like, we need to get everybody revived so that we can call. And it was like, there's no way that she would just call for no, for reason. no reason, like just to say hi, like she was calling with a purpose. And so it turns out the purpose was, is that uh, they got another call from somewhere else. And instead of static, instead of static, it was a voice saying 12,800 no, meters one second. And they were like, oh, no, we need to keep the device away from the speakerphone. He's like, yes, but the ears ears archer guy the hear it super hearing archer guy is like all right senko we really need to talk about that because that's your voice yeah also uh they're like that's a random number and Senko's like no it's not that's the circumference of the earth diameter of the diameter. Earth. i'm sorry yeah diameter. yes and it's like senko that's your voice and senko's like "Ooh, i've got a mystery now call <laughs> like, <laughs> fred and the gang get my van yes i was like did senko travel back in time to stonify all of human <laughs> like is this evil Senku from the future? Like that could be cool. Uh, no, the uh, the robot in space built the robot of Sen- of an altered Senku. Yes, <laughs> based on uh, what his dad told him. Her, yeah, and so sent it to Earth. To- it just this is a very cool yeah. cliffhanger to hook me back in. Like it's not like after Senku had defeated Subasa, Sukasa, yeah. Sukasa, Sukasa. I was like, I'm not really sure where the series is going. It has hooked me now. Like, yes, this is excellent. I absolutely, because this wasn't just a, you know, cliffhanger. I want to see what's happening next week. I was like, I want to see what's happening with this next arc. Yeah. Like, they're clearly not going to find the dude next week. No. So I'm very interested in that. What did you have at number one, Jeremy? Okay. Uh I really like the Chio stuff. I really like 
her internal arc. Yes. I really like I'm forcing her to watch it. And I like that. Hey, what if we did this on purpose this time? Yes. Like, I what if like... we have you go through like super like wooden in yourself and then we purposely break that at the end? Yes. Like, can we create that powerful of a moment with contrast? I do. I do really like that. I also like the moment where the stage actor guy that I can't ever remember his name and won't bother trying to. The guy who's in the train. The guy who's in the <laughs> train, train play. play. <laughs> train play man. Like is like, hey Chiyo, you're in the way, and he like grabs her and forces her to turn around so that she can see the audience that has their eyes just glued to the screen. Uh-huh. And he's like, and she's like, when she's oh. trying to walk out because she's like, I'm yeah, she's like, oh, this. Yeah, I'm terrible in this, and he's like, no, look, and you know the entire audience is just glued to the screen, unblinking, uh, and she's like, oh, you know, like the place is sold out, and this is past its initial runtime. Like that's insane. Yes, only Titanic did that. Yes. Anything else you want? I don't know. I can't remember how we end this segment, Kevin. Shonen Jump is okay. Yeah. It's a magazine you can read. www.shonenjump.com probably takes you there. I don't know. It's not actually the website. They'd be dumb if they didn't have it, right? Probably. But this was an overall fairly decent week. We had a bunch of chapters where it seemed like nothing's happening, but they weren't particularly bad. They were just like, eh, it's a lot of setup or like just kind of like going through the paces um but i think the top was pretty good can confirm www.shonenjump.com takes you directly to visit shonen jump site yeah i was like i'm not surprised so next week should be interesting uh hopefully we'll get back i think we're getting back haikyuu and one piece uh, yeah no haikyuu this week that's why i'm so in such a good mood i was like no <laughs> no haikyuu no one piece no one piece makes me a little sad yeah but i think both of those are coming back probably i assume they're week yeah i rarely take more than a week off yeah i i was like i wasn't paying attention at the end of last week's chapter because they usually say hey like they tell you hey we're going on a week break like it's not usually out of the blue well they always say next chapter is whatever date but it's super easy to not remember what seven days from today is yeah all right that does it for shonen jump we will talk about codename sailor v So we read the final volume of Codename Sailor V, Volume 2, which I feel like should have a subtitle, but it does not because it is manga. Yes. What did you think of Sailor V, Kevin? I liked Sailor V. So it was interesting. It's not my usual cup of tea. I'm not as big of a Sailor Moon fan. so. And even a lot of Sailor Moon fans have not actually read Codename Sailor V. Yeah, that makes sense. I honestly had the thing of, I was like, wait, am I reading a chapter of Sailor Moon <laughs> or a, a volume of Sailor Moon? Uh, just because the two are portrayed very similar, at least at the beginning. Yeah. Of it, this. It's weird, too, because like a bunch of the Sailor Moon anime borrow so heavily from Sailor V. Like Sailor Moon, the manga and Sailor V, the manga have very different tones. Yes. Actually. But so much of this Sailor V stuff gets put into the popular like conception of Sailor Moon. Well, also just meant specifically Minako and... Oh, Isagi. It doesn't uh, help that they are the same person. Yes. Like, one has uh, rabbit pigtails and one does not. Yeah. like that. That's more what I meant. It wasn't specifically like going through the volume. It was like reading the first chapter. I was like, wait, am I, am I reading the right one? No. Yeah. M- Minako. Yep. All right. Cool. Yeah. And I liked the, the Valentine's thing, especially because it was like... The thing was, all right, I'm going to make uh, really delicious chocolates that's going to make all the girls fat. But I'm going to, I kind of liked the the fact that she was like, I'm going to make a pudgier girl the more standard of beauty. But if you want to lose weight, you can do this thing. Because I kind of liked that even though she was the villain, she was like, well, I, I want to make the more realistic, hey, you don't have to be the stick thin supermodel to be beautiful. I'm going to make, I'm going to make thick girls beautiful but she is evil and sailor v does have to punish her for this yes like i said it like that was totally fine it was just i i did like a little bit of the fact that it was like well i mean she still had a it was kind of like that villain who was they're doing 
wrong, but for their own right reasons. Like, there's some people that are just straight up evil, but very few people are the villains in their own story. Yeah. Although I feel like a bunch of idols who work at Dark Agency might be those people. Yes, but even though she was straight up evil, she still had that little bit of thing of like, you know, some some of the girls were like, oh no, I've gained five kilos, my life is over. I'm like, really? Five kilos? Like, you know, that's that's taking it maybe a little bit too far. But I did like that. And the pet sisters... Sisters? Were they all siblings? Siblings. No, the the dog is a guy. Okay. Was a really weird tangent in the Well, I mean, it's so episodic, and, like, that's just, like, we're going to have, like, a, not even really a three-parter, but, like, we're going to have three villains on theme. Yeah. It just seemed to be very weird, because it seemed like, oh, I'm going to find out about this ace character. Who is running throughout. Yes. But then it felt like, especially with the first, uh, the cat one that he wasn't involved at all i was like no wait wait." so but then he showed up in the dog one i was like okay so like the story actually is progressing because it because the the pet themed ones are kind of basically narrated by artemis Mm -hmm. and i was like so is this this weird like we're gonna have a filler arc in the middle of our volume It, it wasn't the case but that was the first chapter i got that feeling that was like oh yeah this is about something that happened before we had this moment with Ace. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of, I definitely see where you're coming from. But like Sailor V is very episodic, especially if you compare it to Sailor Moon, which runs through like a typical manga. And it does make the ending of Sailor V, I think, not quite come out of nowhere, but it feels very abrupt. Yeah. Like I said, it, it was just that first chapter. It had that thing but i do agree it is very episodic you know like all right today's the va- you know we're gonna fight the valentine's chocolate person and then we're gonna fight the pet or the animal siblings and then and then it's the ending i do love that uh chapter where she makes friends with a manga writer so oh, yes. said it's all about how difficult it is to make manga yes and i also love that she is like yes i'm also doing dojujushi on the side of course they are yaoi dojujushi who do you think i am yes not a stand-in for niaku takeuchi come on <laughs> yes i also love uh well i've been doing this since high school so it's like she's like this is at 180 volumes it's like that's the most i was like how do you have how do you have a shoujo manga last that not a shoujo manga last that long but i was like you know ah it was all about these uh these women who were like secretly rebels and are getting married off i was like ah but uh this one character uh, i did like that she was like oh it's like ace or it's like the this ace guy and she was like oh are you a big fan is that why he looks like that and it's like what it it's been going on since like 180 volumes and the character has been there for quite a long time, I'm assuming, because it's really about her editor. So clearly there's no way it's about this new dude who showed up two months ago. <laughs> I also, this is a weird like, translation thing, but there's also the chapter where Minako and the police chief team up to like go f- get behind the stage at Ace's concert. Yes. I There is this one thing where... She's like, oh, hey, Chan. And uh, the older girl's like, kiddo. And there's just such a weird, like, to me, like, going full Onei-chan doing, like, the Japanese. I guess it's Onei-sama because she's older. Uh, but yeah, it would be Onei-sama. Miyako doing, like, the full Japanese completely untranslated as opposed to kiddo. It's yeah. just really funny to me for some reason. Yeah, that is a very weird translation. Then we get, like, the tragic ending of the manga where Ace is filming a movie in China. And Minako gets there, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't have time to read all of this, so I don't remember how she gets to China. I believe so, plane. So she gets to China because they are having a contest to have Ace's female lead. Yeah, lead. Yeah. And so she, she's like, ah, uh, you know, I really want to do it. And then it turns out Boss is like, hey, so there's some weird stuff going on in Asia, so we need you to go over there. I know normally you've just been dealing domestically because thankfully you and the Dark Agency happen to have set up, or the Dark Agencies happen to have set up shop in your hometown or in, you know, in Japan, but they're currently over in China. So we need you to get, we need you to get on this movie and go investigate China. So she's like, I can do it by any means necessary. So she uses her transformation powers to basically win the contest to become his female lead. 
So she makes it over to China, and this is kind of they kind of go through a bunch of stuff with one of the other dark agency people using Chinese cooking techniques to capture her. And she wants to barbecue Artemis because they're like, hey, did you know in China they barbecue cats? Like, they'll eat anything that flies except an airplane. <laughs> That's not racist. No. Uh, and uh, she's like, I'm going to, you know, oh, a delicious cat. And so she's like using ramen powers and heating them up with cooking. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. And then it's revealed that Ace is actually Adonis, I think. So he was initially the head of the Dark Agency, but he's actually one of the, he was one of the four generals of the Dark Kingdom because he used, he, his previous reincarnation was Adonis and he really liked, he was like, I actually fell in love with Venus, but she was constantly falling in love with everybody just <laughs> kind of like you do. Like Artemis makes a joke of the fact he was like, this is, uh, you know, oh, it's my first love number 2908. Yeah. I remember that he knows Venus's backstory and like there's allusions to that. Yeah. Like, you're and, like, oh, did she know? Uh, it. She eventually is like, uh, she kind of has a moment during the whole fight where her memories come flooding back and she was like, oh yeah, I used to be, I used to be uh, sold like soldier Venus, not princess Venus. Like I kind of had these dream sort of dreams of thinking that I was important. Like I'm here to protect princess moon. Yeah. Without saying it, you know, I'm here to protect the precious one. And so she's like, I need to go find the other sailor scouts. Yes. Also, Ace dies. I don't remember how, just that he dies. She takes him out because he's evil, I think. like She's like, even though you were Adonis, you're still trying to con take control over all of Asia, so I have, to, I, have to I have to punish you, and he ends up dying because of it. Yeah, and I know he reads her fortune at the end. He's like, hey, you will you never fall in love, so don't worry. You get to choose your duty. Yep. Great for you. Yeah, because she had that kind of, earlier on, she had that thing of like, you're a soldier of justice. You can't, you have no time for love. And so she's like trying to, well, I like, I want a boyfriend, but like, I have to be Sailor V. Uh, what am I going to do? And so that was his thing of like, oh, don't worry. You'll never find love. So you can be Sailor V. It's fine. <laughs> she's like, great. Thanks. Yes. Although it did remind me of, there is a chapter where Sailor Venus uses the sulfuric gases of Venus to incapacitate the cats. Only she just farted. No, it's sulfuric acid. Yes. Definitely wasn't eating too many sweet potatoes. Yes. Yeah, it comes to a weird abrupt end so that she can go be in Sailor Moon, presumably because Naoko Takeuchi could not maintain two manga at once. Probably. But I do like that she at least gets to go on. Yes. Even if she gets to a reduced role and she doesn't get to be as fun in Sailor Moon. Yeah, but it was nice to have her regain her memories and be like, oh yeah, I need to go find the Sailor Scouts and go protect princess moon yes uh i need to go be in that manga yes yeah i quite like codename sailor v i really like the tone again sailor moon and popular culture inherits a lot of it mm -hmm. but sailor moon the manga itself does not although it definitely has a little bit of that because yeah. it is the same author with the same sense of humor yes but it's not nearly as episodic it no is a very like hey let's get through this plot which isn't bad like no i like sailor moon quite a bit yeah. as well We'll definitely be reading more of that in the future. Yes. I think there's a reason that Sailor Moon went on for so much longer, too. Yeah. I, that's the problem with a, a lot of episodic things generally can't last too long because eventually you kind of need more of a connecting plot line. And like a show that I used to watch a ton of Supernatural started off as a uh, Monster of the Week thing and then they started adding in the plot elements. And it's like, that's really what drives the story is... Yeah, sure, the episodic thing can be cool for a little bit, but eventually you get tired of, okay, it's, you know, who are they going to fight this time? And they win, and there's no, like, overarching plot versus if there's something to make you come back every week, you, you come back every week. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Codename Sailor V? Not really. Like I said, I'm not as big a Sailor Moon fan as you are, so it was definitely interesting to read... Codename Sailor V, and considering I think I've only read, we've only done one volume of Sailor Moon, right? We've done two. Have we? Okay. Yeah. That's right. So, well, I've done two and two, and it's interesting to see how they compare. Yeah. I 
like I said, it's such a weird thing for manga. It happens in Western comics all the time, where characters cross over, yeah. and they start in one place and continue on in other publications. Yeah. But I, I'm sure there is other manga where that's happened, and there's definitely stuff where characters have been prototyped in series and gone on to be featured in later ones. But I can't think of any other manga like this. Yeah, where a ca- like uh, a fully-fledged character just kind of gets enveloped into another one. Yeah. I can't either, because most... Most mangaka don't take one of their fully fledged characters. Like the only ones I can think of are the guy who did Rave Master. Uh, doesn't like straight up take one of the characters, but again, like you said, prototypes a character and kind of like takes influences from that into other manga. But it's never like, yeah, that's clearly that dude. And also Sailor Moon has the weird thing where her best friend looks exactly like Minako's best friend and her nerdy fret classmate looks exactly like Minako's nerdy classmate. Yes. Because it's just recycled stuff and like those end up becoming prototypes. Yeah. Which is weird when you think about it, but it's a super interesting connection. Yes. All right, and that just leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is like a segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top is Uzumaki Naruto, believe it. The very bottom is that guy who is not Yamcha. From that time, he got reincarnated as Yamcha. And dead in the center is Red from Pokemon Adventures. Aminiko is very, very high at number three. Yes. Because you talked me into putting her above Sailor Moon. It was not that hard. Even though I think that's objectively wrong. I do love Minako so much. Uh, she's not better than Deku, though, so she's not moving up. Yep. Who do we want to add from Codename Sailor V to this list? Artemis? Yeah, that's the one that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. It's either him or Phantom Ace, right? And Phantom Ace is just a dry run for Tuxedo Mask. And he ain't no Tuxedo Mask. And spoilers, Tuxedo Mask ain't going to do great on this list, I don't think. No. Artemis ain't going to do great either, though. No. Like, Queen Beryl is the lowest Sailor Moon-related character we have, and I don't think Artemis is as good as Queen Beryl. No, it's very whiny, and just, like, that's it. She's, like, the nag. Is a quest giver? Yes. I don't think he's as good as Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh, either. No. Is he better than Haruhi Fujioka from Oran High School Host Club? I'll say yes, because Haruhi seems extremely... Nothing. Yeah, we will have a chance to revisit her soon, and she might be able to beat up a cat next time. Maybe. So that just leaves you hard enough from Fuka. I'm tempted to put Artemis below him. Sure. Okay. Artemis, the cat, will go at number 57, above Haruhi Fujioka and below you And that will do it for this week. Like I just said, next week we are going to be revisiting Oran High School Host Club. Yeah. Maybe this week, you know, the second volume will grab us a bit more than the first one did because clearly it did very well. And even though it's not our cup of tea, there's got to be something to it. So maybe just the first volume wasn't great. We'll see. It definitely could improve. I feel like it has to go uphill. God, I hope so. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.patreon.com slash lastpodcast is our Patreon page if you want to throw some money at us for basically no reward right now because I am so tired and busy. But hey, maybe soon. I keep saying that, so I feel like I should stop saying that until we actually do something. But hey, maybe soon. Also, www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can find our Discord and you can talk about, I don't know, Sailor V and how cool she is, how good she, how good she is at kicks. Sure. As good as Common Rider. That's quite a statement. She has a Sailor V kick. She does. It does not come off a motorcycle. No. Although I feel like if Sailor V had a motorcycle, you just couldn't stop her. Yeah. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. See you next week, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>